0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network.
1: Welcome to the Expresses WWE Hell in the Cell Preview. Bakani here with Daniel Shahori. Dan, welcome to Hell.
0: Thank you. Glad <laughs> to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm not too glad about this pay per view. Um, I, I guess you know, as always, before we break this down, what are your general thoughts going into this uh, lackluster card?
0: Well, I. I feel that the match I was most looking forward to, they gave me last night. And so I, I don't, there's nothing too much of interest because that was the, the, I don't know if it was the best build match, mm. but it was, it was the most interesting and it was the freshest. And now we're left with matches that we've seen before.
1: Yeah. I would say quite honestly, Dan, I hate the build to all of these matches and, maybe outside of Cesaro and Rollins, I have very, very limited interest in seeing any of these matchups again. And even that's just because I like those two guys, it's no credit to the program, which is uh, been lackluster. So let, let's try to break this down. Uh, WWE champion Bobby Lashley will take on Drew McIntyre in what has to be the main event. I would say, given the rest of the card, I, I you know, I don't know who I'm less enthusiastic about uh, Daniel, whether it be drew, just not, going away and he's just on cruise control telling Scottish stories. I just tune out of at this point, Uh, I like, is, I don't know what's going on there. Is do they, are they getting sponsored by Scotland at this point? And then with Lashley channeling the Godfather and not the good father, as you said, like Roman Reigns, but the bad Godfather, like the one who was in WWE just they've ruined both of these characters.
0: And yet I, I feel that they, they can't make up their mind as to which they would, they want to go with. Mm-hmm. Like, I re- really feel that they, they don't know wh- uh, what the other is, like what Lashley and McIntyre is going to do six months from now. I don't think they have an idea.
1: Yeah, I, I think somebody's got to come over from SmackDown. Uh, you know, take your pick. Uh, I would assume Roman's not going but at this point, if you took Jimmy or Jay Uso and put him on Raw, like, give him the WWE title. I care more about those guys than anybody else on this roster. Like, it is insane how awful this division is right now. Uh, you know, we talked about Cesaro, Rollins, Take Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Give any of the wow. money in the bank and let them go to Raw, and it will be infinitely better than what we're getting here. And, you know, if you're going to do this with Drew as, like, a big crowd moment, you do it at WrestleMania or you do it at Money, money in the Bank, you do not do it at the one show that doesn't have fans in between. So why did they even have this match?
0: So why did they? that's, that's a th- there's something there's a reason for this. I don't, I'm not sure why. Uh, I don't think I think we're gonna find out eventually. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that made sense to me was like that they didn't want to have three cell matches on on the show, but it mm. doesn't explain why that particular one was moved to friday or you know they they certainly wanted to pop a big rating Mm -hmm. and they probably will but that was i think there's another reason that we're not aware of yet
1: honestly dan i think you've hit it this is very much like fast lane this is the last stop before a big show and because of that they clearly have put very little effort in um and and, you know if i was to describe the build of this title match quickly here because i don't even want to spend much time on it it's drew still wants the title bobby still has women and Drew sorted a table and told some stories. Yeah, I,
0: I'm, I have no interest. I, I really have, if being honest, on a scale from one to 10, I think, I don't know, like two out of 10 is my interest for this match.
1: Yeah, quite honestly, if they said, hey, you know what? We don't have this match. I'd be like, oh, good. The show's going to end 20 minutes earlier. That would be amazing. Like, that's how low my interest is right now. I just, I don't care. And, and to your point, if you're going to have a second Hell in the Cell match, I almost would rather it be any other match than this match. Like, okay. I think this is one of the matches I care the least about. Um, closely behind it is the Raw women's title with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. How they've done this with no mention of their WrestleMania match a couple of years ago. And yeah. this is just some weird game of one-upsmanship where I still I still do not know. And Rhea Ripley has been the champion since WrestleMania. I still don't know if she's a face, I guess by default, she's a face, but I don't know what she's done aside from not being a total dick to Nikki cross. That would make her a face at this point. And Charlotte, I'll give her credit. She's settled into being unlikable, but the ring work isn't there. There's not much to this character. So I do detest her, but it's just kind of there.
0: They're mirroring one another. They're, they're the mm-hmm. same right now. They're the same character. Yeah. They're both obnoxious, angry. He uh, just, they're obnoxious here to one another. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, I, I, you you think about like you know, I would you think that any wrestling fan should should be excited about this match? And I'm really not.
1: Honestly, Dan, if they'd put Nikki Cross in here, and made it a triple threat, would it be a massive improvement? Like she's that's... a
0: joke, though. Like I mean, they've made her a joke. She's not a joke, but they've they've booked they've her, her wins. But they've they've made her they've there's no credibility to them they've mm. every time they've she's had to fluke it or or it's it's because charlotte's being stupid
1: yeah but uh sadly dan like that's the best story they told is like wow how lucky is nikki cross she keeps getting these wins like
0: that's the best story they've told and this yeah. is a problem
1: it's unbelievable it's not, that's
0: not even a good story
1: yeah no it should be a, a sides like a side quest or a caveat but it's uh they put a lot of effort into... Well, not even a lot. They've put effort into that, which I can't say about anything else. Um, certainly, when we go to the SmackDown's uh, Women's Championship picture, it's not much better as Bianca Belair will face Bailey in a rivalry. It's a hell-in-the-cell match, by the way. Why? Which, be, yeah. uh, because Bailey likes laughing, and Vince McMahon understands yeah. it. So to him, he's like... That's the Hell in the Cell match. She's laughing. I get it. It's, I, I, yeah. Yeah. The match will be good, of course, because it's Bianca and Bailey. And once it starts, I think we'll just be like, okay, whatever, the video package where Bianca and her are just laughing at each other for most of it was stupid, but the match will be good. Um, I I feel like this is a poochie moment, Dan. Like when Sasha Banks isn't on screen, I just feel like all the other characters should be like, where's Sasha Banks? Because like that would be more interesting if because you know, Bailey is her former friend and Bianca was her peer, and if they were speculating about it maybe on the way to this match and the threat of Sasha maybe loomed over, maybe there's a better story they can tell as opposed to ha ha ha, you're a rookie. There's nothing.
0: Well, they're not gonna, you know, in, in WWE fashion, they're not gonna talk about her unless she's ready to come back.
1: Mm, fair.
0: Then they're not gonna say her name until, like, you can tell Lesnar's coming back because they're now mentioning him mm-hmm. suddenly on TV, right?
1: Yep. I don't know. Do you want to say anything about this match? Because I didn't give about you a chance. This, no. I mean, it's the, it's,
0: it was an awful, awful build. There's yeah. no reason for it to be in a cell. Nope. But yet, uh, they're great, so it's going to be a good match.
1: Yeah, it could honestly be a match of the night. Uh, especially Maybe, yeah. when we look at the next match. Lexa Bliss is taking on mm. Shayna Baszler. Um, <sighs> I have nothing to say at this point. Dan, go ahead.
0: This is—is this in a cell? No. No,
1: which might actually like keep Lily out. Which, as stupid as that sounds, at least you could have told a story of like Shayna wants it in the cell, so there's no doll BS. Like at least. Why would
0: no? Come on! But why would why would that keep Lily out? It's worth a shot. Like at least they'd be something. But it's magic. It's a doll that could teleport and do. It's it's from the fiend family.
1: Look, at least they might let Lily go on the top of the cell, which they won't do with anyone else anymore.
0: Will Shayna throw Lily off the top of the cell?
1: Yeah, like at least that could have been fun. But man, like... That, I, they I,
0: should actually do that. That would yeah, like, be pretty funny. Onto the announce table.
1: I, and I think this highlights the problem is they're yeah. trying to sell this as a serious conflict of a doll. Like Not even Bray Wyatt. He's not even part of this anymore. A doll has corrupted Alexa Bliss and is telling her to do these things. And she is listening And she is uh, dominating Shayna Baszler, arguably one of the toughest female fighters in history, in human history, with a mystical doll. And it's not even like she's doing a lot, like uh, starting a little pyro, which Shayna should be used to, tracking her backstage. Again, it's just a doll. Some stuff is dropping not close to Shayna that wouldn't hurt her. Like None of this stuff makes any sense. And again, if they had played it as a comedy angle... I think it would actually work because that's the level of drama they're able to accurately portray. But to try to pass this off as Saw or some sort of horror tr- thriller, it, it's so ridiculous.
0: And man, I told you this was going to happen. Yeah. You, you, you a few weeks ago when you were excited about the possibilities of this mm. new Bliss character. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, no, I was I was I was I was concerned for you that you were you were investing much <laughs> hope into this.
1: Oh, man. I like the only way this works, Dan, is if, you know, somebody goes to Vince and says, listen, I'm doing this doll stuff, but there's going to be fans back in less than a month. You got to go behind the cage fighter. People are going to root for her. You can sell merchandise if you were smart enough to put out any Shayna Baser merchandise I could remember, which is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe you eventually let her go against Sonya Deville. And maybe that's like a a legitimate sporting angle you could do with two people with MMA background, especially if one of them want the money in the bank and you could try to save the Raw women's title as well. But they're not going to do that. They're going to have Alexa do some bullocks and or some doll stuff or some, I don't know, fire stuff. And she's going to win. And it's going to be like Rhea Ripley versus Alexa Bliss. That's what's going to happen.
0: Now, the doll wasn't on Monday. Uh, Is there a chance that they
1: drop this? No. I'd be so pleasantly surprised, Dan. That got a lot of criticism. That the doll wasn't there.
0: Not that it wasn't there, that it was there to begin with.
1: Uh, You know, I would believe anything at this point, Dan. This is such a mess of a Mm -hmm. storyline that I am... Yeah, I'm just kind of at a loss. So we'll move on. Cesaro is going to take on Seth Rollins. Uh, this match I like the most, maybe of all this, because at least Cesaro went away for a while. He showed up on Ding Dong. Hello, kind of surprised Rollins. Like the bar is super low here, but this is okay.
0: It's okay. They're they're two of the best still, and they're gonna just like um, uh, Bailey and Bianca. This is. One of those two matches are going to be the
1: match of the night. Yeah, I, I have hope for it, and that's more I can more than I can even say about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Right, like it very much, and other people have pointed this out. So I'll shout out what culture, but they very much pointed out that it seemed like Alistair Black was going to factor into the Intercontinental Championship picture before he was fired, and it now seems like they don't really know what to do with General uh, Aziz and uh, Apollo, so they're just kind of like, we'll just give you Kevin and Sami again.
0: Again, and uh, you can't look again. This will—I use the word again and again because it's. This is the the epitome of what's going on right now. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the hundredth time in their just in their WWE career. Mm -hmm. Um, And but but you know to their credit they're they're always good. But you can't get you can't get excited about this now. What about the rumor Mm -hmm. that? Alistair Black has resigned.
1: Yeah, I've seen that as well. Um, look, we've already seen Samoa Joe come back mm-hmm. from this and and work with NXT, so it's certainly possible. Which is great. Um, yeah. And man, oh man, if that's a Money in the Bank surprise, or if he just surprises Apollo and gets a title shot, like that would be fantastic. So, and you know, it's it's not a coincidence maybe that Selena Vega is in a, arguably a similar situation, according to reports. So, yeah, let's let's hope so, Dan. Like, as dumb and. Let's be very honest. I'm sure it's going to be at a massive pay cut. That's what WWE does. They slash a salary, they Maybe. they the person. To like probably, I can't imagine they're going to say for him. I
0: mm. don't know because Tony Khan definitely wanted him, mm. and then uh, and, and it was what it was. He was open about it. Mm-hmm. So if uh, if it was a, I think they would. He's going to, in this particular case, he is going to make them pay. He he certainly won't take a pay cut.
1: Yeah, well, they certainly got the money. Like they've got record profits and big yeah. TV deals, and you know, like he might even
0: get more out of this.
1: Yeah, which it's wouldn't shock
0: me. Tony Khan didn't hesitate to to, to say that he wanted Alister Black,
1: mm-hmm. which you know, interestingly, is very rare, seemingly in this era, to have somebody who's worthy of a bidding war. Of Mm -hmm. any level. Um, So certainly that's good news. Uh, You mentioned AEW. And before we go, uh, I want to point something out that uh, my good buddy Wes, and you can follow him at Wes underscore Wes, six, one, four, the Wes So nice. He tweeted at himself twice in his handle. Um, He sort of brought to my attention. I sort of heard this and I zoned out a bit. um, uh, Jay Cardgill had a promo with Mark Sterling and part of it. I'm just going to quote here. And this is from Sterling. We are thrilled to announce the Toronto four seasons has joined the Jade brand um so a lot you know certainly the discussion i had with wes uh, and and some other people i think at least one person jumped in on on twitter last night is this the first step of them coming to toronto classic AEW. you drop a little uh tidbit certainly they booked the new york show not too long ago so a pretty logical progression if you're on the eastern seaboard is you know if you're going from florida new york toronto um so uh, certainly dan that's very exciting and i will do everything in my power to get free tickets
0: uh, I, I I just was informed that uh, Shad Khan owns that hotel. Ah. There's the connection there. Mm-hmm. But what a that was such a a left field thing to hear. Mm-hmm. What a weird, very specific promo code. And to one particular place in a country that this company cannot currently travel to. Mm-hmm. It was such a weird like I was it was like I laughed when I heard that. I was like, what? Okay. Well, that's cool, but and also I'm hearing that it's real, that you can use that bitch as a promo code and it's real. So, so.
1: I'm kind of taken aback by that, Dan. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know what though? I think this is a pretty when the time is right. Certainly, as you're right, you couldn't do this now, um, but you know, a like a W is a very good relationship with TSN up here. Uh, Tony Khan's been on sports center and I'm just going by the one TSN Joe. I watch uh, TSN sports center with and Well, no longer Dan J. But certainly Tony Khan is on there. Uh, Jericho's shown up. Uh, I believe MJF has been on there, but definitely John Moxley. So a lot of their top talent and biggest names have done stuff with them. Uh, Certainly they're doing very good on TSN in Canada. Mm -hmm. It's getting good placement. Um, So, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I would say this just as a sports nerd, um, we've seen the world juniors and honestly, lesser sports take place. Um, sadly, a lot of women's sports have been shut out, but you know, if you're doing a world junior hockey tournament, I think you could make an exception for a wrestling show. Um, uh, which, oh, but then raises the question, why hasn't UFC been able to do something yet? Cause you would think UFC would be the first to do that. Certainly in terms of how progressive they are with this. So I think there's a lot of factors, but I think also, um, the way, and this is going to become a somewhat of a COVID discussion, the way vaccinations and stuff are going, like the U S is already basically opened up. So as soon as that Canadian border is open, uh, and we're already getting limited fans in some Canadian sporting events, I don't think we're too far from this. When's the New York show again, Dan, roughly a month September. or December. Okay. So if we're talking October, for example, uh, I think that's pretty doable, to be quite honest with you. Like, I, I don't we'll think... We'll know soon. Yeah, and certainly an announcement might take a little longer, hence why maybe they've dropped a little seed that people can fester on for up to a month. And then, you know, when we're sitting here in, you know, what is it now, uh, June, July, August, make an announcement, plenty of time to get tickets sold. Um, I think it would be a very good move. And, and certainly, you know, AW is not like WWE. They don't have a footprint in the UK or India. So I think for them, a Toronto show is far more important than it would be be huge. Yeah. Uh,
0: And where, where, where do you think that'll be?
1: Ooh, I I don't know. Well, but does WWE have sort of some sort of clause with Scotiabank where they can keep them out now, you know, the, the irony is you can go over the head of Scotiabank and go to the, uh, the Rogers center here, which for anyone who doesn't know, Scotiabank arena is where the Leafs and Raptors play. It's about a 20,000 Cedar arena, depending on configurations. Uh, the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play, got top of my head, I want to say 50 ish thousand. 60, no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. You know what? Probably where you're closer, 60, maybe even 80,000, I, I believe, for WrestleMania a few years ago, many years ago. Um, depending on how you configure it, but it, it is a huge uh, stadium. So you've got that. And certainly, you know, they could go the third way and they go to BMO Field where TS yes, plays. I was thinking and, that. You know, plus it's
0: outdoor. I think yeah, that would be great. Great. Yeah, that would be, and I think that's a great place for dynamite.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so an outdoor like i don't know how much american like american viewers are going to just be like i've never seen this place before but it is going to look good if you have this outdoor stadium who cares yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll look, look fantastic. good you just say you're in toronto on the lake you know they can and, do a stadium
0: stampede show
1: yeah no 100 percent. and mm. you know you've got certainly the honda indy operates there anyone who's an indycar fan will know that uh and you have the exhibition grounds there so who knows we do a cinematic match and like you and i could walk there it's very true. Although I would probably just do or take transit. Yeah, uh, um, but uh, we're getting to instead of baseball now, about uh, something that may not happen. But Dan, uh, before we go, cause we whipped through this because uh, I don't really care about this pay-per-view that much. Is there anything else in wrestling you want to chat about before we go?
0: In wrestling? Certainly not. Uh, again, I, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm debating whether I'll probably watch it, but mm. it, it's not a priority viewing hell in a cell. I yeah. admit that. Um, I enjoyed SmackDown. A lot. I thought SmackDown mm-hmm. was the better show than Dynamite last yep, night. I would agree. Uh, I, you know, what did you think of the the MMA match that opened Dynamite?
1: Uh, so here's my thing, Dan. Um, I think if you're gonna do that, the whole like the cell should be the scoring. Like you and I know UFC. If you had three judges, and especially with this faction war, you could have had you could have had Dean Malenko be a judge and he would be perceived as like pro the inner circle, but then you could have had Tully Blanchard. Well, because- they had other
0: plans for Dean Malenko.
1: True. Well, but maybe that's even more uh, egregious. If he, if, the, if a judge is attacked, right. Because of a decision, mm-hmm. like that would be a new angle on it. Like MJF's like you biased SOB of a judge and just takes him out. Um, who is the, th- like I would maybe just throw Tony Khan or somebody quote unquote objective in the middle of that. Um, but how interesting would that have been to play with the dynamics of judging and during the rounds instead of just the default, you know, stuff where I was trying to look at Jericho and Sean Spears and be like, huh, Sean Spears was slow to give him water. Like I was desperately trying to find narrative in this match, which really wasn't there until after um, I think and I literally watched this I said, crap, they're going to do some out of nowhere submission and there's going to be no reason why this was in a cage. And that's exactly what they did because that could have happened in a, a a match like like the whole point of putting this in an octagon type structure should be to use the scoring system as a narrative device. But yes,
0: and I feel the the best part of the whole match was the presentation of uh, mm. the ring, or the yeah. the octagon. No, it wasn't an octagon; it was six sided. Mm. Uh, when they t- turned on the TV, I thought I was. I had a flashback to TNA because it, it was a six sided ring. Hmm. Um, but it, it's, yeah, I mean, they could have had like the, what took me out of it, which is a small detail right mm-hmm. away, is seeing Aubrey Edwards, Aubrey Edwards that was going to officiate mm-hmm. because, okay, you're not an, I know you're not an MMA ref. Yeah. So if they had even got like a new ref that would, because mm. I'm thinking like, you're not, you're not, a, you're not, uh, She's
1: too recognizable. You know what I mean? Even if it was a less recognizable referee, it was a little too AW. I would like, you know, what's interesting though, Dan, and I was wondering about this and I didn't know has MMA or at least UFC, I should say, have they ever had a female referee? Cause I like that as a progressive measure, but she's just too known. So it's a weird double-edged sword, right?
0: I've never seen a female referee on the main card, mm-hmm. like a, on a, on a pay-per-view. Maybe they've had it on other like mm. smaller cards, but I've never, I've never seen one personally on, on a, on a pay-per-view mm-hmm. UFC card.
1: You know the other but problem. But that's not up to,
0: but I mean, the referees aren't, it's not up to um, the UFC. Uh, as it's the, which, whichever athletic commission
1: mm-hmm. will
0: appoint the referees. So I don't know why they haven't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is the other thing too. You know, I started to, because fl- I used to watch Tough Enough, or not Tough Enough, Ultimate Fighter. I used to watch Ultimate yep. Fighter a lot. And that was, and hey, look, it's not a live show. So you have to excuse some of this but it was such a well-produced show where you can hear the coaches, you can see the teams. And I thought it was so weird. We'd, like, especially Jericho. How do we not hear from Jericho at least between rounds, if not during this match? Like, how hilarious would it have been to hear Jericho? And I, I don't know why. I guess Spears kind of made sense, but I would have rather MJF be the corner man, and he and Jericho are just talking so much trash, like probably even ripping each other in the middle of this match. But like, hey, Jericho, you see that punch? I'm going to do that to your face next time. Like, I don't know, anything like that. Um, and, and also not to have the rest of the team sort of be there cheering them on, I thought was a very odd touch. I know typically you, I guess you, the idea was to have one corner man, but these guys are part of factions. Why am I not seeing the factions? Yeah,
0: why couldn't they stood around? I don't know. Yeah, that was a weird, yeah. that they, they stuck to that rule. And yeah. you're right, Sean Spear, I guess, I don't know, because he got involved. I would have had Tully maybe Yeah, back him up. Uh, it's the older, wise, wiser character, but uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, they stuck to some details and, and other details. But again, the presentation, the fact that they went to the effort of uh,
1: hmm.
0: getting that ring, was like, that was an effort. And they well, made it I love.
1: didn't even think of the transition after was seamless. I'll give them that.
0: Well, because, you know, I don't know when they filmed that, right? So, hmm. I mean, all the shows have been in the. I'm, I'm looking forward to next Saturday show because A, it'll be eight o'clock
1: mm-hmm. and
0: B, they'll have a live, uh, a proper live audience again.
1: Yeah, and so, it won't be after uh, SmackDown. Thank God.
0: Exactly. So, uh, next Saturday show, I think it's going to be a really hot show. And I think they're not in the. They're out of Daily's place, or are they not?
1: Uh, Maybe see, I, I don't know that, but I, I will that's say. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, regardless, like the, I will say. Dynamite's in such an interesting place because if I was to take a step back and I'd say, okay, SmackDown's probably the best show, then I'd probably give it to Dynamite. Usually. Yeah, and...
0: I'm sorry, I say Dynamite usually. Yeah. But, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I, okay, let's say recent history for argument's sake. So you go SmackDown, Dino, let's say the Friday night era of both shows being on Friday, just to, to let, narrow this down. So I'd give them those two shows and then I have NXT and then I have Raw and then whatever else I'm watching. Um... But it is, it, and it's very close between Dynamite and NXT, to be quite honest with you. So, but I think it gets murdered by being after SmackDown because you yep. have that fatigue watching it. And the problem is, it's up against the best show that's on a network that has, you know, like I think a lot of the reason WWE does more video packages is because they're sponsored. Like you're getting money to run video packages, you're not just doing it for narrative senses. And to some extent, I think, and I will give AEW credit for this they are trying to build a wider universe through their YouTube content, but they do it to a detriment to their overall product. Um, Definitely. But Hey man, I'm starting to really get into being the elite. Um, Although I feel like they should categorize or feature more people. I think it's a little bit too much of the young bucks and Cutler and those guys. uh, And certainly too much of Ziegler's brother, but yeah, it is, it is such an interesting dichotomy and I don't even know how I'm going to feel on Saturday, but I can't imagine I'm not going to feel better about that show watching it in isolation um as opposed to friday after smackdown when i'm like you know potentially falling asleep at the end of a week
0: yeah yeah i, I it's hard I, I wouldn't judge aew on the last three weeks mm, it's unfair it's be, right they're they're tape shows or they're, mm-hmm. they're not the last two weeks have not been in front of a live audience they're pre-taped and they're editing things out of context mm-hmm. um and it kind of feels that way that's mm-hmm. why you, you saw so many uh backstage segments or pre-taped mm-hmm. segments last night because uh, they're just piecing together a show mm-hmm. um and then the time slot and coming after and smackdown last night was a real cohesive show and uh mm-hmm. it just made logical sense for which is uh you know which is something that raw does not do mm-hmm. so even these dynamites i prefer i would um, i much prefer them than the last three weeks of raw yeah uh, but i'm looking forward to the this uh, Saturday show, and then I'm then I'm definitely looking forward to them going on the road and going mm-hmm. back to Wednesday nights at eight.
1: Look, and they booked some interesting stuff. Even I found that the tag match with Baker and Reba versus Vicky and I guess Nyla. I found that pretty interesting. I was kind of I was actually disappointed that wasn't the same night. I'm like, oh, I want this tonight. So I will give them credit but, for that. You know, but in
0: storyline, I would fire if I was Nyla Rose, I'd fire mm-hmm. Vicky Guerrero. He's so Vicky says. Uh, because I did Tony Khan a favor by bringing in Andrade, he owes me a favor. And therefore, I got a tag team match. Not a championship match for my clients. I got a tag team match for me and her. It was like, why would you do that? Why would Ob- not you get... Obviously,
1: which- Dan, Vicky wants to get some revenge on Reba for something we're not aware of. Well, that, I
0: was like, <laughs> why did you do... That was such a weird thing to say. Oh. Uh, anyways, it's going to obviously... Through- they're getting to that anyway. So Nyla appears, appears to be the first, I think they should have waited for Nyla Rose, but this is, they're getting Nyla Rose out of the way first with Britt Baker.
1: Yeah. I don't see much legs in this, uh, you know, program beyond maybe, I don't know, a cycle or two. Um, Mm. But I did also want to say, you know, it's funny going back to SmackDown and, and Dynamite. This could turn around very quickly, right, Dan? I forget when the draft is, but there is a draft on the way. August. Yeah. I think that's it. And I think, They're going to have to balance these rosters like they can't continue because they got the money from Fox, quite honestly. And the the new money is from Peacock, which is part of the USA Network, which by extension has Raw and Raw Talk is specifically on Peacock. So, you know, they have got to balance these rosters because, yes, Fox gave them last time they did a draft. Fox was giving them the most money. Now, NBC Universal is giving them even more money for even more stuff and potentially could buy this company if reports are correct or speculation, I should say, not even really reports. Um, so they're in a position where, and knowing WWE, they're probably going to over, they, they probably are going to over adjust and they might do something wacky like put a Roman on Raw. I wouldn't, I would not rule it out. Roman and the entire family goes to Raw on the first pick because that's the kind of thing WWE will do to try to just. It's like this house of cards. They're trying to just move it around so that it just kind of stays up and they can keep getting the money. And then what ends up happening is there's sort of this light at the top of the tunnel. And then there's just, I don't know what this metaphor is, but there's just cards all over the place. And that's kind of what it is, right? Like there's a couple of acts that are really, really good. And there's the majority are just floundering.
0: Oh, indeed, uh, and I don't know how if the draft is going to make a difference. It hasn't in, the, in several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, the the glimmer of hope for, for WWE right now is I heard just like a a, a news story today this morning that mm-hmm. that the USA Network was a little bit miffed that SmackDown did that the hell hell in a, or miffed at WWE mm-hmm. for doing the hell in a cell match last night. In other words, mm-hmm. they wanted. If you were going to do that, they should have done that on, on Raw.
1: Peacock. Well,
0: and and sorry, I uh, I it it was like, oh, so you this suggests that you, that you people are paying attention to the product, and mm-hmm. if you're paying attention to the product, good. This is a small, this is a small problem. I I would like like you should if they're upset, good. Be more hands on. Try and make. I would love that uh, if. Fox and NBC mm. battled each other to make their shows better. And they can do a ratings war amongst themselves that uh, that they should really put like Peacock should be pushing raw to be better. And Fox should be pushing SmackDown to be better. This is a glimmer of hope and I'm, that is like, Oh, I'm glad you're paying attention because there's a lot of things that you should be complaining about. If you're complaining about that, you should, there's a lot of things you should be complaining about. So hopefully this will improve both brands.
1: Uh, I think it's for once, Dan, you're the hopeful one. You got to remember USA network. It was their idea. I believe for the 24 seven title, uh, Fox wanted the fiend. It could have been something. Yeah. Maybe it's the execution of WWE, but yes, yeah. that could have been something.
0: Anything, anything could be good.
1: Yeah. I wonder if as things open up, are we going to see NBC and Fox like flex a bit more of their network muscles to cross promote or to bring in cameos um, certainly, I think the Gronk thing, now that I look back on it, I feel like Fox had an impact on that with their NFL stuff that Gronk felt a bit more interested in doing that because of the Fox connection. And I wonder, you know, and these are sort of so hit and miss, like the Bachelor thing with Demi Burnett or whatever uh, was mildly entertaining, but generally not really good for anybody. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting era because I think, as you said, Brock Lesnar's probably coming back. There's speculation The Rock might show up at some point. Um, so there's... You know, there's a lot of Survivor eyeballs. Street. Yeah, it's Survivor Series. There's a lot of eyeballs that'll be out there as people start to get back into a routine. Uh, you know, that that weren't really there before, uh, or have gone away, uh, and not specifically WWE. Like almost every sport has seen a ratings drop somewhere in the area forty to sixty percent over this pandemic. So mm-hmm. there is a lot of potential in the next, and WWE's looking at it like we mm-hmm. can just be good for the next six months or three months maybe we can get a better TV deal or get an extension on something, and then we can go back to sucking. That's probably how they're looking at it. But at least that'll give them some motivation post-WrestleMania not to just, you know, go on cruise control, which uh, very much seems like what they're doing with a lot of their... And, you know, the other thing that drives me crazy is SmackDown and Raw are basically created by the same team now. So... Of course. Honestly, Dan, I don't even know if it's that the team is any better. It could just be that, you know, Vince McMahon takes Friday off a bit quicker. And that's the only reason why the show's better.
0: I feel that there's maybe like there's a, there's one team and then there's the team that surrounds Roman Reigns.
1: Mm.
0: And they're not always on the same because one thing is good and what, and everything else is not good. So yeah. the, the, how can they get that right week after week and then everything else they get wrong? Not everything else, but a lot of it, it's, it's odd because Roman is protected in, every sense
1: mm-hmm. yeah it, it is very interesting and there's a different there's an important distinction between what, what's happening with roman and the guys like Sami Zayn who are just getting themselves over else fight of wwe right like there's a huge difference between this guy and his family to some extent yeah. being protected and everybody else kind of just trying to get through they're some rubbish material
0: they're not like smackdown in particular they're, they're not using if it like seventy percent, eighty percent of the roster. They're not using on a, like there's so many people they're not using well, a lot of
1: especially last night. Like my goodness, mm-hmm. it was you know like a lot of that went to Roman and Ray. Of
0: course, but uh,
1: still,
0: as it should have when you're mm-hmm. doing a, a a special attraction for TV like that, um, and and that and it, I, I I last night I didn't complain about that mm-hmm. uh, about. Because that was the focus and it should have been. And Mm. I I felt they did a pretty good job, uh, even though it was, uh, again, we're going to find out eventually about why they did this.
1: Yeah. I feel like there'll be something to hell in the cell with Roman and Ray and Dominic. There has to be another threat to this. I don't think they can. On Sunday? Yeah.
0: Why bother? I mean, I think they moved it because one of them didn't want to work for some reason or couldn't work on Sunday for some reason. Um. So I don't know if they will be there. Maybe. Mm.
1: That's very interesting. All right, well, there's a
0: reason for this, and and again, I, I don't know exactly. Well, what yeah, it is. hey,
1: if we don't see them, I think that kind of proves the theory, right, Dan? If we don't see Ray or Roman at all on Sunday, which you would think, even if they don't have a match, you would want to promote two of your top stars, uh, or certainly if somebody phones in a message through, like you know,
0: Face it was time. the biggest match from the pay per view until they switched it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It was the biggest, probably going to be the best match, and. You're right. It would have been the best Hell in the Cell even uh, of the three that were going to happen. So,
0: It was weird to see a Hell in a Cell with like three commercial breaks because so, that really took mm. out of the flow. Because yeah. you've never seen a Hell in a Cell with a commercial break before.
1: Yeah. No, no. Very good point. Yeah. Interesting times with wrestling, Dan. Um, remind me, is Money in the Bank next on our docket of pay-per-views? I would assume so. Yes. Okay. So that will be a significantly more exciting conversation, especially if John Cena figures into it somehow. Uh, And certainly the potential of whether it be returning Aleister Black or even just Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, um, you know, even maybe Ricochet getting some outside chance of (laughs) reviving his career. I can't even say that with a straight face, Um, but certainly uh, at least, and fans. Ricochet goes back to NXT. Look, I was thinking that earlier when we were talking about the draft. Um, That's the best. Yeah. Honestly, If they were smart, and they should, because, you know, USA Network has got NXT, so it's a big part of their, well, not going to be as big a part now with hockey. But if they were smart, they should, you know, this year's draft should be, you know, Raw should have three picks to two picks for NXT and SmackDown. But they would benefit greatly from reshuffling that NXT roster as well, putting some new blood on the top shows because they can't bury everybody from nxt like i don't want to challenge them but they can't bury everyone from nxt on Raw and smackdown and some of these guys who have been buried like a ricochet uh we saw with finn balor could go back to nxt uh and be a fresh face for everybody down there to face i'm not
0: convinced that nxt is going to be included in the strap. you no no that? i
1: have no indication no indication at all at this point um which is uh not a good sign I don't
0: think they will be, but that's just my gut feeling. Cause I don't, uh, cause they've quietly pushed them back to not s- seeing them uh, on the, on the same level. It's, yeah. it's just now the place where they get called up from, not that you would, you could be traded to.
1: Yeah, no. And certainly the Eva Marie debut with Piper, Piper Niven, where and Corey Graves and Byron Saxton, who not came from NXT, yes. did not recognize an NXT UK talent. Awful, who because I've, they're not going to. I mean, I know it, she was part is, of a Mae Young Classic. I'm pretty sure, like she was on this NXT. This drives me
0: crazy. This like, is the one of the, some one of the 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 stupidest things that, that this company does.
1: It, even Smiths has been part of NXT, so he would know. But maybe. Maybe they could have had Jimmy be unaware and then have Corey and Byron piecing it together. Like I would have it's been like, okay with that.
0: It's the same thing of it by not recognizing Dio Madden a part of, uh, or, right. or, or all of them. Yeah, any all of who, retribution. Any retribution right. that they, you know, it's the same, it's the same logic.
1: Especially the log- masks off.
0: The uh, same as Dabo Kato. Um, um, yeah. And how did you think quickly? How did, how did you think that he did last night?
1: I sort of choose a bit, to be honest, I I think as just a big guy, like he's very much like almost like this is the same basically idea. He's a bit
0: more mobile than him. Mm,
1: Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And it's a different, you're right. It's a bit of a different gimmick. It's sort of the more mobile big men, as you said, versus just the super towering big guy. Um, But you know, I I know they're pretty, you know, Vince has historically been crazy about big guys. So at least they're different gimmicks. And like, I, I think they're both pretty interesting characters, even if they are a bit green.
0: I think this was this character was plucked right out of the 80s the fact that they made him Mm. I couldn't believe they made him wrestle in that uniform
1: yeah yeah I didn't I saw that too and I was just like ah
0: why did you do that like this looked like a cartoon character
1: yeah and I I, you know I struggle because I know Apollo genuinely this comes from a real place for him and his delivery is quite like if you know I understand the, the the concerns with anything like this but like his delivery is generally one of the best deliveries of any dialogue on SmackDown. So I give Apollo a lot of credit. Like, yes, I, I think
0: he's doing a great job.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, I will always worry about WWE, especially with a Nigerian character yes. do anything cultural because they will inevitably screw it up with letting somebody make a bad joke or giving which him- is
0: probably why he's I'm assuming he's writing a lot of his own material.
1: Yeah, no, no, I would assume so too. And I would assume he's I pushing back a lot of stuff with WWE. WD- like he is probably, yeah. and I'm sure he has got the Roman Reignses or somebody or he Paul Heyman saying, hey, watch out for right. this and don't let them do this because, you know, we've seen this with Dean Ambrose where he's there and some of the yeah. wacky stuff they gave Dean. And that wasn't even cultural material. Yeah. That was just wacky material. So it's just in their nature. Um,
0: Can you imagine that they have some like 20-year-old white boy writing his fucking promos for him? Like that and- would... <laughs>
1: Uh, it's, but, yeah, it's probably going to happen inevitably, Dan. To be honest with you, like I—if it hasn't well, already, they probably
0: were before. But yeah. this character,
1: yeah. Look, and the only—the only possible thing that would be different is it might just be an older white person it's probably a white person to be quite honest yeah vince it's probably <laughs> no but maybe there's some in-between person who's bruce like a sitcom <laughs> yeah or bruce yeah it's yes oh yeah. wwe well yeah. hell in the cell will be hell on earth but luckily uh-huh. it hopefully won't be a long show especially without the roman Rey mysterio match which yeah. you've already gotten to see so enjoy it if you can maybe pull out your nintendo switch or something else in the background while you watch or
0: switch it. to something else
1: It's a slow Sunday night, Dan. There aren't a lot of options, luckily for WWE. Uh, Always a pleasure to chat with you. We will return for Money in the Bank and cash in, hopefully, a better pay-per-view. And thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.